sword. Swoosh, swoosh. Seriously, though? <laughs> okay. Seriously, listen. though? No, hang on. Seriously, though? This freaking what? episode? Yeah? Seriously, though? I can't, t- I can't tell. I can't Seriously, tell what you, though. if this is positive or, or negative. Seriously, though. Here's the thing. <clears throat> you ready for the thing? I'm ready for the thing. Are you ready okay. for the thing? All right. Here's the thing. If you were to ask me right now, was this episode or a winner or a fail? I'm was not this episode sure. a winner or a fail? <laughs> I'm not sure what I would tell you. You're not sure. And I'm hoping to arrive, obviously <clears throat> hoping to arrive at a conclusion during the course of this episode. Hmm. I really want, I really want to love this episode. I want to love it so bad, but I'm not sure that I do. Yeah. So, so this episode, like, man, this episode was written and directed by Dave Filoni. Hello and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. <laughs> uh, that's Brady. Oh, we're the B team. And that's oh my Brady. gosh, what did you just do? <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep things fresh. <laughs> Offensive. My name's Brady. I said that already. And my Why are you being forgetful <laughs> co-host, who's just breaking all kinds of tradition <laughs> because he doesn't care. And that's Carl. And, yeah. and and we're here reviewing episode five of season one of Ahsoka titled shadow warrior okay now go ahead (laughs) yeah so written and directed by dave filoni and it it reeks of it (laughs) so if you like dave filoni and what he does this is awesome (laughs) yeah and if you're on the fence then you're on the fence and if you hate him then maybe you don't like this so much which because again like i've voiced i'm worried about dave filoni's movie coming Right, he's got that. The he's doing the yeah. he's directing the film that's supposed to wrap everything up. Yeah. So, yeah, and saying that, saying like prefacing the this whole show that Dave Filoni's fingers are literally all this show is. <laughs> um, it, it it is riddled with subtext that yeah. unless you have watched Clone Wars. Unless you have watched Rebels, uh, unless specifically you are like, Clone Wars, unless you are watching this with like an eagled eye, or you're you're missing so much. All right, so let's and, dive in. Yeah, man. Like I like I watched it with an eagle eye and caught a lot of stuff, but then watching some of the breakdown videos that kind of really watch this kind of these shows in like slow motion and like tell you what all the arabesque lettering says and all that kind of stuff, which is really cool. I dig that stuff. Um, like there's a lot I missed. Yeah. And yeah. 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 For it's sure. So crazy. So the episode starts <clears throat> out and Hera is on, she's, she's landed now. They've done their, their sort of aerial shenanigans. Um, and they've landed on the planet at the same site where we just had the showdown where Soka was pushed off the cliff by Balin. 
and uh, Sabine kind of made a little bit of, of a bonehead move. She made a choice. Handed the Eye of Eden, Apple <coughs> of Eden, over to Balin. Balin destroyed the apple and was like, all right, let's let's get this show on the road. Let's blow this popsicle stand. And uh, so that's what they did. So Hera's now landed, and she's kind of scoping things out, trying to figure out where where did everybody go. And she doesn't find anyone except for Hu Yang, who is kind of, I don't know, at Lover's Leap or something. He's like hanging at the edge of the cliff. And um, and holding on to Sabine's Mandalorian helmet and kind of, you know, in this like weird, I told you so kind of line is like, they should have stayed together. I told them, but they never listen. Um, and basically just says like, look, every, you know, tells Hera, everybody's gone. They're gone. They're not here. Ahsoka's fell to her, her death or whatever. And Sabine is uh, is not here either. Then we get our title card. Eh, it's a title card. <coughs> is what it is. And then we get to the the world between worlds. Is that what it is? That yes. the title? Okay, that world is between what it's worlds. Referred to as yeah. And to a scenario where last time we simply had a bunch of speculation, right? What is going on? Is Ahsoka dead? Is she not dead? Is this Anakin post post Return of the Jedi? Is this dead Anakin who's now one with the Force? Is this something else? Like we didn't, we had theories, but ultimately we didn't really have confirmation for much of anything. Um, and we sort of get some clearer answers here. This is definitely post. Return of the Jedi, Anakin. This yeah. is dead. This is dead Anakin, and we know that because he goes to as as he says. I'm you know I'm going to train you. She's like I'm a little old for that. He's like you're never too old to learn. And then she's like okay, well what is the lesson? And he pulls out his lightsaber, and he says live or die. And she's like well, I'm not going to fight you. And he says I've heard that before. And that, of course, is a reference to his son, Luke, in the Emperor's throne room, turning off his lightsaber and tossing it aside, right? Yeah. So that is that is confirmation. This is post-Vader, post-everything. This is dead Anakin. This is Anakin, one with the Force, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also- There are some other references. There are some other points throughout the film which indicate that, yeah, this is definitely- Anakin Skywalker. Oh, yes. Yeah. Later on where he says, yeah. Um, and we'll get to that. Also, we don't get super direct confirmation, but it's kind of hinted at that, like, if Ahsoka's not actually dead, she's as dead as she can get without actually being dead. Right? Yeah. She's, like, <clears throat> in purgatory. She's taken it. She's, like, she's... Yeah. She's basically dead. What happens in the next few minutes will decide her fate. (laughs) Yes, because, you know, she says, what happened? And he says, you know, you were in a fight and you lost. And she's like, well, I don't don't remember. 
that i don't remember anything and he's like trust me you lost (laughs) and so that is to you know that's that to me is reminiscent of any time that someone in a movie dies or they're a ghost or whatever and they're like you know oh what happened you know blah 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 and it's like you know you didn't survive the accident trust me (laughs) like you're dead um and so yeah so she gets out her lightsabers simply because i He's swinging at her, right? Like this yeah. is, this is, it's going down. It's going to happen. And so in an act of self-defense, she, uh, she gets her lightsabers out. Now back on shore, back in, in the land of the living, Hera Huyang and Hera's bouncing baby boy. Uh, what's his name? Jason? Yeah. Um, are all sort of bumming it on the edge. And then Carson a character who I have voiced, I'm kind of sick of, and you're like, oh, I love this dude. Um, I'm just like, this episode just made me double down on like, okay, guy, like, get lost. Because he's just, really? oh, he's so whiny here. He's just like, he's just like, uh, we got to check in. It's time to go. It's time to go. Okay, we got to go. General. Hello, General. <sighs> General, it's time to go. General. And it's like, what happened to this devil-may-care attitude from before you guys made the jump to where you guys are now, right? Where he's like, this is a bad idea, but I'm with you 100%. And now he's like, just irritating. Yeah. I didn't annoy me so much. I didn't read it as whiny. Like, a concern. There was concern there. Like, Yeah, but your general has told you, don't worry about it. Like, He's a person who's got no experience with force users. Seeing that, well, they're gone. There's nothing we can do. Let's hightail it back to to the fleet before we get in more trouble than we already are. And he's just yeah. trying to, you know, like I don't. I never read it as whiny. I read it as more of a concern and like not understanding that more could be at play here. Well, it's a whiny concern. <laughs> and so then, and and basically the gist of this moment is they're all kind of standing there. Everyone's of the opinion that, you know, okay, there's nothing else to be done here. Everyone's gone. Let's, uh, let's pack up and get out of here, except for Jason. Jason is kind of not paying attention to the squabbling between Hera and, and whiny Carson. And he's just focused on the ocean. And the waves that are crashing. And he keeps saying, like, and it takes him a couple of attempts to, like, really get his mom's attention here. To get her to really stop and pay attention to him. But he's like, Mom, there's something out there. And she's like, oh, no, no, like, you know, Chopper would have picked it up on his scanners if there was something out there. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, listen, I can feel it. There's something out there. And so she stops. And I don't know how, like, it, it... Okay, confusing question number one. Jason can hear the lightsaber clashes from Ahsoka and Anakin dueling it out in the world between worlds. And presumably, the way that this is, you know, and Hu Yang kind of confirms this, Jason is able to do so because Jason's father was a Jedi. Kanan was a Jedi. And so Jason also has abilities. How in Blue Blazes does Hera hear it? 
is she also force sensitive now? Is that, has she always been? Is that something from Rebels that I'm missing? Why is she able to just kind of calm herself and also hear the lightsaber fights that are happening between two basically dead people in the world between worlds? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Poor I think. She, maybe she doesn't hear them. Maybe what we're really vying from this is that we should, what we should really be taking away from this is that she's, she's just trusting that Jason and, and Jason, there's a moment she does where she kind makes of a face act like she, yeah. Where, where she's like, where all of a sudden she's like, <gasps> right. Like it she could, can hear it too. It could be that because Jason's her son and even and that, Jason is able to impart to her because she's stopped and decided to focus Jason. It kind of, she's opened herself up to the possibility, which has given Jason kind of the ability to impart what he's hearing just because of that kind of mother son bond, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it feels like, this it is, feels like this we're is one of there. those, this is one of those scenes. I mean, if you want to get nitpicky, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta. You That's gotta, what we do. Yeah, then then we have to theorize, right? And, yes, and theorycraft because this is one of those things that on the written page, if this were written out as a book, it would specifically say Jason does this, or she's able to. You know what I mean? Like because. All throughout Rebels, she doesn't have force abilities. She's just an excellent pilot. Right. right. We've never, but like this show is also showing us that, you know, everybody is force capable. Sabine Wren, who's the worst potential Jedi of all any potential Jedi, according to Hugh Yang, was able to pull off a force push, even though it was more like a force poke. <laughs> okay. Right. right. So everybody has the potential to use the force. Uh, we, we, we were, we were showing that last episode and this, this whole show is kind of with Ahsoka and Sabine is kind of showing us that. So you could simply point it, point it, point to that, right? Like this is, this is the subtext we're talking about, right? Like, is this, is this sub, this is a subtext here that, Again, if 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 somebody stops and concentrates hard enough, they can use the force. Or is the subtext here that that there's a bond between Jason and her mom, and because she stopped and opened herself up to 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 what Jason is pointing at, Jason's kind of subconsciously is able to share with her what he's hearing. I would lean if you're theory crafting, which is the only thing we can do here. I would lean to the latter. I would be interested to hear what uh, the our director and leader of this show would have to say on the matter. But uh, okay, he has but not said so yet. <laughs> regardless, it probably could have used clearer explanation and or or have just not had her hear it and like it could have been a really powerful moment if it was just like yeah, we need to trust. We need to trust Jason on this. Yeah. So I so, don't know. I, I never, yeah. I never gave it a second thought. And most people, most of the breakdown videos, uh, haven't. The other possibility is just that 
there the world between world the, the whatever veil is separating the world between worlds and and our and reality is is kind of it's kind of if you think of it like a veil it's thin thin enough here that if if one does even just a normal person were to stop and listen they would hear a lightsaber crashing over the waves see in that i'm more that feels like maybe less of a reach to me like yeah. that i'm like okay i i can all right i can get on board with that Dude, that maybe makes that sense one. yeah yeah so but, yeah that okay. uh, that might even be the strongest possibility too right yeah maybe yeah so. uh so then we cut back to luke or not luke <laughs> to anakin and ahsoka and they're just kind of dueling it out they're not really saying anything they're just kind of you know a little bit of like not here's the thing I think the I think the measuring stick that a lot of people for a long time now have been using to measure the quality and the excitement of lightsaber fights has been the Anakin and Obi-Wan fight. But here's the thing. I don't think that I don't think we may ever again see a fight in Star Wars that's that intense. And I don't necessarily think that we should because you have to look at the context of that fight and why it why it was so intense right that th- that this was one of the most powerful force users of all time fighting against a very established jedi master who and and, and it's it's a battle of passion it's a battle of love and hate and and like you know all these things so so don't use don't use that as your measuring stick because i think you're gonna shoot yourself every time but this does feel like some prequel prequel era lightsaber choreography (laughs) yeah it's good right certainly certainly more than more so than the original trilogy and even more so than like the lightsaber fighting admittedly throughout most of the sequel series was a major step back from now part of that was there was always someone in those lightsaber fights who didn't wasn't really trained and didn't really know how to use a lightsaber and that opened so many other questions of like well how were they even able to hold their own and stuff like that but it's a great lightsaber fight. Then Ahsoka gets a good, not with her lightsaber, but, you know, gets a good hit on, on Anakin. Kind of yep. smokes him across the face. Um, and, yeah, like big roundhouse kick. And uh, and he kind of smiles. Like, he he admires that, right? Like, he's, he, he, yeah. he, he, he's like, oh, that was like, good job. Yeah. <laughs> like, Good kick. It didn't hurt. I'm dead, but yeah, good kick. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, you know, it looks like um, looks like maybe you don't have anything to teach me after all. And he's like, well, I haven't taught you everything yet. And he slices the the bifrost from from beneath her and sends her hurling through smoke and fog and clouds and whatever else. She hits the ground. And we zoom in to find that it's still Ahsoka. But it is beginning of the Clone Wars Ahsoka. Young, young, young preteen Ahsoka. Yeah. 
um, played by the same girl who played little little child Gamora in uh, Infinity War. Did you know that? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, same same actress. Cool. So that was cool. Um, and and we see for the first time ever the live action version of Clone Wars era Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. The hair, the hair is that in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, something that we saw in Clone Wars but never saw in any of the movies. Yeah, that and weird he's neck got, shoulder plate. And he's got yeah. the armor. Yeah, it's very, yeah. And it looks good. And it looks, looks great. Yeah. It looks great. Like, I had, <laughs> starting with Luke showing up at the end of Mandalorian and a couple of times since, I had lost faith in Disney's de-aging deep fake kind of tech. There's like someone, someone's sleeping over there. Someone's, someone's doing this on an iPhone app when they should actually be doing this, <laughs> yeah. you know, properly. Even the, the Obi Wan series de aging of of uh, Anakin, Anakin looked was a rough, weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't. I don't think it was as bad as the Luke, but it was no. definitely a little off. But this looked great. Yeah, like this. Just I, not once did I look at this and go, uh, you know, no, something's wrong here. Like they just removed all of Hayden Christensen's like wrinkles and age lines and whatever, and he looks flipping great. He looks and sounds like Anakin Skywalker, and this is amazing. And and it feels like Ahsoka. She's inquisitive. She's strong personality. She's asserting her opinions. She's not following orders blindly. Yeah. The actor, actress like did a great job of portraying a young Ahsoka. Yes. So yeah. good. I have one beef. Okay. Just It's, it's pretty minor, but a, kind of intrinsic to the character. Her lightsaber grip is all wrong. Is it really? Yeah. She reverse grips that lightsaber like 90, 80, 90% of the time in the Clone Wars. But right from the get? Yeah. Does she really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's why I, like I knew that when wasn't she gets Ahsoka two thing. lightsabers, like she'll she'll reverse grip one and normal grip the other. But yet like but that's from yeah. Yeah. Um I just didn't know if she did like right from the beginning of Clone Wars. But yeah, okay. Well, I mean, if if she did, then she did, and that's, which is in ways weird, right? So that's a weird thing because I'm like, come on, man! Like, if if this if Dave Filoni is really the one the reins behind this episode, you would think that's something he would be all over. Yeah, right. It's his Ahsoka's his character. Yeah, so I, it was a little minor misstep. He's uh, uh, and uh, Dave Filoni's not a saint. He's not perfect. So uh, uh, it's a transgression I'll forgive because like there are times she does take a normal stance and grip on the saber, but eh. right. Uh, But we see clones and that's cool too. It's just, it's it's like a clone wars era live action scene and it looks and feels great. And then there's something to me that happens that's very janky. Very janky because we kind of get through that battle 
and we see sort of like a triage area, right? Where there's a bunch of wounded <laughs> troopers and people are getting loaded onto transports and we're kind of regrouping so we can head out and, and you know, we're kind of figuring out the battle plan we're going to head, head on. And we get to see Ahsoka's compassion here. We get to see that, you know, just some faceless, nameless clone and she's sitting there and she's holding his hand to, to give him comfort while Anakin is very, like battle oriented and and is talking about you know i've had to train you to be a soldier and like all these things and it's so funny to me that and i can never pronounce his name uh first name tem temero tem, tem tamora the, morrison tamora is that how it's pronounced I'm pretty sure it's tamora yeah okay tamora morrison who obviously either didn't want to be involved or they couldn't pay him or they couldn't, like, whatever it is, because inexplicably, regardless of your wounds, we see several clone troopers that have bandaged faces, just completely (laughs) bandaged so that we're careful not to show any faces because we couldn't get Tamora Morrison in here. Oh my gosh. Cause I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to see like, you know, I'm like, Oh, are we going to see Rex? Are we going to see Rex without his helmet on? Are we going to see like, what's, what's going to go on here? See Rex, Cody? But we don't see him without his helmet. Without his helmet on. Yeah. Cause he's got the blue, all the blue on him. Right. Yeah. And so that's, it's cool. But also I'm just like, okay, like <laughs> then why not just have all their helmets on? That seems like a much easier thing than just, putting a wet cloth over the face of every trooper. Every trooper has that on their face. So it is what it is. Obviously, Morrison was not involved in this episode at all. Um, Yeah, Ahsoka kind of questions Anakin like, hey, you know, like, who did all this killing and shit? Does that not, not upset you? And he's like, well, of course it upsets me. And she's like, you know, this is not, this is not what I was trained for. And he's like, you have to you have to adapt to the times right you when obi-wan was training me we were keepers of the peace and now i now we're in a war and i have to train you to be a soldier um which is it's a fun fun dialogue fun conversation yeah it's very important to this journey we're taking which um like I didn't realize it till I started watching some breakdowns, but, and then afterwards looked at some interviews uh, with Dave Filoni, but Dave Filoni's vision for Ahsoka in this series is he wants it to mirror uh, Gandalf's. As in like returning as Gandalf, the white having died as Gandalf, the gray. So he, he as Gandalf. So, Gandalf the Grey, we had uh, lived a certain life, and then he went through a struggle and a change and came back as Gandalf the White, who, same person, but kind of a little bit different, a little bit more uh, stoic, a little bit more um, uh, powerful, well, a lot more powerful. You know what I mean? So, and kind of. assured of himself and his abilities. Right. So this series so far, and even like kind of color 
palette choices for the character. Like Ahsoka has been wearing all grays up to this point. Right. Right. After, after this, she starts she wearing white. white. Right. And she's kind of, he's kind of crafted her journey. Like this is his, her Balrog fight. Right. This is this is her shaping of her the 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 turning point of her character and shape a big shaping point. So this conversation is also speaking to kind of the struggle she's having about like last episode she was taunted about her she's part of a a lineage of destruction and and like like that that's that's what she has to live up to right like you're just going to destroy you know what i mean so he's kind of crafting this is like her coming this whole episode is her or first half of this episode is her coming to terms with not being able to save her master from being this destructive force and accepting that and and the, the training that he gave but who who he she who she knew him as still meant something and is still important. And Darth Vader didn't destroy that. Right. Darth Vader is, is a completely separate thing. See, and that's interesting. Yeah. Cause, and then he walks away from her here into the fog and we see a flash where his lightsaber turns red and his yeah. silhouette becomes Vader's. Um, and, and so you're, you were saying that like, yeah, you didn't pick up on that or, or realize yeah. that until you watched this other stuff. Yeah. The, 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 not like the, the kind of the conflict that she's having, I picked up on that. The, the, how Dave Filoni was kind of mirroring Gandalf's journey here. I didn't, right, I didn't okay. pick up the, the color palette change in the clothing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, this, yeah, this is her coming to terms with that. Yeah, like Anakin and Darth Vader are the same person, but one doesn't destroy the, who the other is, right? Like right. just cause Darth Vader is a horrible person doesn't undo the Anakin that I knew. Right. See, okay. And, good and that that's, did. that's interesting. And it's, it's maybe, maybe you're sort of saving this episode for me because basically like I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a big part of my issue visually and fan service wise. This episode's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. But also it, it after I watched it, I kind of felt like that's all it was was incredible fan service. Was eye candy. Yeah. Was eye candy. Because <laughs> it, it, I'm like, it, it takes 30 yeah. minutes of this episode for us to get through this Ahsoka Anakin lesson. Yeah. And when and they, the, when that yeah. ended, I was kind of like, so what was the point of that though? Yeah. Like what? It, it's it's all this subtext that? that if you don't, yeah. like, like, cause so like I picked up that she's struggling to accept Anakin for who he was and is that's what I picked up. But then there's like a whole bunch of other subtext there that I didn't really realize until I dove into it in a breakdown video. Other people who are kind of like, you know, they they're doing it as their full-time job, breaking this stuff down and picking it apart. I'm like, Oh man, there there's way more to this first 20 minutes than I even realized. And I picked out quite a bit. I feel I missed a lot 
Okay, so, but then ultimately I'm still in the camp of like, okay, so then I understand what's being said here and I understand what they're trying to do, but what does this lesson and what does this conflict and what does this realization for Ahsoka, even though it's poorly explained within the episode without getting yeah. into a breakdown video and cinematically requires, i don't think it's super great because it, it requires so much so much content other consumption pr- yep. prior to but, and then ultimately if you've consumed at the end, that content it's amazing right but then ultimately at the end like it's still just fan service filler because when all this ends uh, i'm like well, but what does this have to do with the storyline what does this have to do with the ezra thron Balin, Morgan Elsbeth, it has nothing. nothing it doesn't to have do anything to do with that, but it's important for Ahsoka's character development because Sabine has made Maybe. a choice the if same way payoff. Anakin has made a choice. If a choice. they pay it off. Like, and I think they will to a degree because, like, Sabine made a choice to go to go with the bad guys, Anakin made a choice to go with the bad guys, right? Right. Okay. Uh, Ahsoka yeah. doesn't know that yet, but by the end of the episode, she, she realizes will. it. If yeah. she was hanging on by her fingertips on the cliff and Sabine buggered off and she got up and she did her force thing and realized Sabine made a choice, her choices from that then on would probably, if she didn't go through this journey, character journey, would would probably be completely different from what she's going to do Sure. now. Okay. Okay. Right. It's, it's a, it's, this is like, I think this is crucial character development. The same way it was important for Gandalf to be reborn into Gandalf the White. This journey is important to Ahsoka to kind of be reborn as Ahsoka the White. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's starting to, yeah. it has to do it through it's a helping. lot of subtext. You're more subtext than it should have, but then it should have, but, uh, it's, it's a lot of show don't tell, but on the unfortunate side is the show, the showy part of it uh, that, that you need to pick up on. You don't pick up on unless you've consumed everything Ahsoka based prior. Okay. All right. Right. Which so, I don't think is great cinema. It's, no. it's great for Filoni because, <laughs> and people who love everything he's made. Well, because he's just playing around in his own sandbox, but if exactly. people haven't seen everything else in a sandbox, which is a yeah. big issue, it's the same complaint that we've had notoriously about the MCU. So the MCU yeah. used to be a jump in, like every film was a valid jump in point. And Almost, now it's yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we jump back to our what I'm going to say is the B storyline here. Um, and they're doing all kinds of scanning. They're scanning the waters based on Jason's craziness. And here is all of a sudden Jedi abilities. And and they're scanning around. Scanning around. And they can't find anything. And Carson, the little whiny baby, is like, how much longer are we going to do this, General? There's nothing out here. This is stupid. <laughs> I think you got to put yourself in his shoes I'm, in this moment. <laughs> I'm regretting coming with you. This is stupid. This, this, and, it seems like a pretty lost cause to be wasting gas. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Chopper displays his inherent Jedi abilities <laughs> because now 
Okay, which is the biggest, stupidest, like, whatever. I guess he detects... No, I guess not, because I guess what he's detecting is a physical body. Yeah. Right? He's detecting the physical body. He's not detecting the her force life force out there somewhere okay all right i so i take that back the <laughs> chopper's like oh there's something in the water something in the water uh, but you got to get low because apparently these ships have like i don't know like a 30 meter range on their scanners <laughs> whatever the hell that is yeah stupid and I don't so know how that works. <laughs> so so dumb. And so, anyways, they're like, "Oh, fly lower!" And it's like, "Okay, fly lower." And the ever pessimist Hu Yang is like, "Oh boy, here we go." All right, you know, like it's just he complains a lot, but it's funny when he complains. So, so I'm willing to let that go. They fly yeah, lower. I, th- I think there's a funny scene here, just a little bit before that, though. Is it a little bit before? Maybe a little bit before that. Where, Which is, or, or maybe it's after. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. Where uh, she's asking Hu Yang, like, are they, is there a chance they're even alive? Like, where are they? Do you know right. where they are? Are they somewhere? Is, where is she? Do you know? And, and and she's like, he's just like, there's a chance they're alive. I don't doesn't really know it. And she's like, really? Do you, do you um? What's the what? How, oh, sorry, I'm gonna. The, the the phrasing is really funny here. I want to get it right. Is there a chance they're alive? Always, especially with Lady Tano. <laughs> He's just like, Lady yeah. Tano is this <laughs> um, maverick that gets out of everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so then we cut back to the Force story, the A storyline here, Ahsoka. And it's a couple years later in this visions is the, yeah now so, because we have like a uh much closer to you know, ba- basically i would say this like this could be weeks before revenge of the sith at this point this this is just before revenge of, this is the battle for mandalore um you right. can tell by her lightsabers and her outfit this is where well, she even the, mentions the last season of of the last few episode or two of the last season of clone yeah. wars takes place anakin says She's i don't recognize Mandalore. this battle. yeah and that's that's why anakin doesn't recognize it because anakin is on coruscant yeah but He's also i was kind of like dude the, the clone wars lasted three years like there was a lot of you like I, I would assume there's battles you were at that you wouldn't necessarily recognize my friend yeah like but not that not that she was at no yeah Right. So um, he doesn't recognize it because, yeah. And for those that haven't watched the Clone Wars, there's like a really fun thing where like this was actually supposed to be a trap for him. Like Darth Maul, who Ahsoka Tano is going after, Darth Maul was trying to get Anakin here so Anakin. that he could uh, – he so actually it's kind of important to this um, because in, in that – last episode or two of clone wars maul reveals everything to ahsoka tano maul reveals that right the who the sith lord is who yeah. and what his plans are and that uh that anakin is in the center of those plans for him 
Yes. And Ahsoka has to make a choice because Maul says, come with me to Coruscant and we'll stop it. Right. Oh, so she has to make a choice. She's made it. She made a choice to stop Maul instead of saving her, her master from a potential downfall. Right. And this is, this is one of the, we're kind of the crux of this struggle. She's had personal struggle and journey she's having is coming from. Did she make the right call? Yeah. Did she make the right call? Could she have stopped Anakin if she went back? Could she have saved Anakin? Saved from Anakin. The fate of Vader. Yeah. Uh, we get to see some pretty badass lightsaber work from Ahsoka here. She's I will so good. say, I I will say at this point, she should be holding it reverse grip for sure. One at this them. point, one of them, yeah. one of them, yeah, because now she has the two, and they're not reverse grip, and one of them should be. So that is that is for sure an issue. Um. We do see, I don't know if you noticed, but the um the Mandalorian armor with the the Darth yep. Maul horns. Yep. Yeah. That's a fun yep. callback. Darth Maul's desk buds. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun callback. So she's kicking all kinds of ass. She's really like just gymnasticsing around. Feels very Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh. So good. So good. I would now I just want a Clone Wars movie, a live action Clone <laughs> Wars movie. So they have a conversation. And uh yeah, he says, I don't remember this. And she's like, Oh, this was the fight for Mandalore. And uh by this point we had we had parted ways, right? She had left she had left the Jedi um the Jedi Order at yep. this point. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because you don't realize in the show and this kind of puts into perspective and like, yes, it's consistent with timelines and stuff. Um, but it, <clears throat> she was young. Yeah. She's young when she leaves. Yeah. She leaves teens. the Jedi order and goes out on her own be, and stuff like that. She'd be 19 or 20 uh, at this point in time. Oh, I think she's, she's maybe even younger Wars. than that. Mm. Uh, I don't. I don't know if she's that much. She'd be. I wouldn't peg her any younger than eighteen at this point in the Clone Wars. Right. So then she has a, a conversation. She continues her conversation with Anakin, and she kind of throws a little bit of shade at him. Well, um, it, th- yeah, and this this is shade at him, but it's also kind of she's she's biting at herself because of that choice we just talked about, right? Like. Uh, more powerful and dangerous than anyone realizes. Um, and then she makes the comment. Yeah, so, well, you're, hang that, on. You're, you're, that, you're, you're, you're racing through it here. So she she's talking about how her legacy is. Oh, that comes before. Yeah. Yeah, she's talking about yeah. how her legacy is one of death and destruction because, because that's what tr- she, yeah. she was just told. And he says, well, you're, as my apprentice, your legacy is also like a part of you a part of me is inside a part of you because of me training you and yeah. so your legacy you are more than that you are more than death and destruction because i am more than that yeah and and she's but she's saying that because she feels like that death and destruction is partially her fault because she chose to stop maul 
Right. And so he says, I'm more than that. And she says, you are more than that, Anakin, but also more powerful and dangerous than anyone realized. And this is the other moment that you were talking about where we get that indicator that this is post-Vader Anakin, because he says, oh, is that what this is about? (laughs) Right? Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, we're going to we're going to talk about my Vader years, are we? <laughs> the one thing that I do wish from this whole interaction is that we got a little bit more of that. That we got a little bit more of Anakin acknowledging the time between Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like just a little more like it, this is this whole thing is already super fan servicey, yeah. but I would have liked a reference about like, you know, like if he had somehow referenced Luke or something. Yeah, because Ahsoka knows Luke. Yeah, hmm. I hear you, but I think I can understand the choice to leave it out because it doesn't really pertain to Ahsoka's journey here. Like, what does Luke have to do with Ahsoka's journey here? Well, there could have been something in there about how Luke, because Luke is his blood and, you know, like. Well, like, like an off comment. Does that mean that well, Luke's, Luke's yeah, uh, because, legacy is you know, going to be the same thing? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like something like that. Something but, like that. But yeah. anyways. Um, and so then Anakin gets a little pissy here. <laughs> and he takes out his lightsaber again, but this time his lightsaber is red. And when he turns around, he's got the must-be-painful-to-wear yellow and red Sith eye contacts. Not yellow. I didn't pick this up. This is something that was pointed out in the um, breakdown video I watched. They're, they're just red. There's a close-up later where they're just red eyes. Oh, and really? He, on Mustafar, they're, they're, they're more of like an orange-yellow. Yeah. And they were kind of pointing out that they used uh we've talked about them before if you've been following along you know about the daughter and the son and the father who are kind of the trinity spirits of the force the embodiments of the force the daughter is the embodiment of the light side the son's the embodiment of the dark side the father is the balance between so are these the eyes that the brother had the brother the the had red red eyes in in the clone wars tv show so this is one of and the way he effortlessly kind of switches from being light side anakin to dark side anakin here and then later he'll switch back effortlessly kind of shows that the kind of that he has found a balance in the force here in the afterlife and that uh, he's kind of kind of taken the place of the father almost now of being the balance of the force effortlessly switching between both as needed so this still plot, in full control this plot thickens and it actually goes a little bit deeper because i'm looking at a close-up of him right now where he is where they're back on the bifrost they're back in the world between worlds yeah just a little bit further ahead and it's a close-up and he's actually clearly got two different eyes. Really? His his right eye, his left eye, if you're looking at him, is all red. His left eye, right, if you're looking at him, 
is the red with the yellow in it. It's clearly got yellow mm. in it. There's a yellow ring. So mm. he's got two different eyes. Either that or the all red one is also got yellow in it, and it's just because there's a red lightsaber inches away from his face that it's discoloring it. But the shot I'm looking at clearly has a yellow ring around his pupil. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at, I think, the same one. Uh, maybe you're right. So, I don't know. Hard to say. Could be anyway. two different eyes there. Could be... <clears throat> they seem a lot redder, though, either way. Uh, yes, redder than usual. Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of kiss and make up, and his eyes turn back to normal. And they... They he just kind of disappears. He Batman's her. She turns around. He's no longer there. There's a. I don't know if I agree with this theory. There, I seen something on Facebook theorizing that Ahsoka goes dark side for a second here. So that shot I think you were looking at that's right around like the twenty five twenty mark. If you go just a little bit further when it, when Ahsoka's holding the red, takes his lightsaber, and she, like, comes in and grimaces at him, her eyes go yellow, too, it almost looks like. <laughs> I Before, think it's a- so I think I think that's more just the, the red of the lightsaber glowing in her eyes <laughs> than what this guy theories, like her, her, like her little flirt with the dark side before choosing the light. But, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was kind of an interesting. I yeah, I think that's just the. I just watched saw it. I think that's just the red glow. Yeah, in her eyes, from the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is kind of marks like the the triumphant end of her journey, though, um, where she she kind of makes kind of a similar choice that Luke makes, right? Like, I'm gonna choose to be what you trained me to be in this case, mm-hmm. in her case, it's not, it, she makes it for different reasons than Luke makes it because she's choosing to, to be the, the, the person that Luke trained her to be or, or Anakin trained her to be Luke's choosing to do it because she's, he's not going to kill his father and it's not the Jedi way, which is kind of what Anakin trained Ahsoka to be, right? Be a Jedi. Um, and, but but also she's accepting here that like Anakin is Darth Vader. He is the Anakin she knew, and the, but the want the destruction of Darth Vader doesn't ruin the life and uh, and of of Anakin Skywalker. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Um. So then. Anakin disappears and we come back to like all of a sudden water starts creeping up to sort of indicate that Ahsoka is returning to yeah, her kind second of, chance. Kind of a bap- baptism of, of, of her trial and melding back into the water where she's currently is. And yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of subtext here as well. <laughs> and, uh, and we discover that somehow, because Ahsoka has gills that we didn't know about, 
Um, <laughs> she's still alive, despite having been underwater for extended periods of time. Um, the they force, pick her up man. On, the force. They, they pick her up on the scanners, <laughs> and they bring her in. There's this kind of cool rescue shot sequence that we get. Um, and then she gets back up. She's She's hanging out with everyone, and she picks up one of the broken shards of the Apple of Eden and is able to use her sense the memories in the Force kind of fallen order jedi fallen order thing yeah, um we've seen her do this to, a few times already this episode yeah, to read the it. memories associated with it and that's how she discovers that sabine made a shitty call yeah sabine- and this is so like that gandalf journey she's on she's not fully dressed in white yet and this is no. again something that i didn't pick because i didn't realize the gandalf thing till i watched the videos um She's just got a white like poncho. She's just got a white shawl, but she's still wearing gray. So until she realizes Sabine's choice and then makes her own choice what to do with it, that kind of transformation isn't complete. Yeah. It's is kind of what the I guess the subtext here is supposed to be. (laughs) And so So. they make the decision, well, we gotta go after them. We're not entirely sure how the hell we're going to do that, but we're gonna go after them. Hera's back on her ship and she's having a little communique with Mon Mothma who is displeased <laughs> that uh, that Hera despite being a general in the army seems to have zero rank and has to run everything through some upper council um, and so like even just to go check even just to go it's not like they were going and, and, and invading or you know, yeah. initiating just, an attack. They're not going hey, to start a war. No, they just I'm just going to go follow up on a lead. I just want to go check something out. No, no, sorry. You're a general, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, and uh, and so Mon Mothma says, okay, well, so, I mean, you went anyways. So what evidence did you find? Do you have evidence of this? Nahara says, no. Well, do you have evidence of that? Nahara says, no. Well, what do you have evidence of? Well... I guess nothing, but we we would now like to make a jump to another galaxy to pr- basically pursue this further and try to get Sabine back. And uh, and Mon Mothma is like, ah, guess what? No, 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 no. I'm sending I'm sending a fleet to come and retrieve you all and bring you back. And you're gonna have to come in for like I don't know so much questioning, but like debriefing, right? Like we're we're grounding you basically. You're you're gonna come back here, and and that is what it is. And so they take off, and Ahsoka gets a little bit of a a very Ahsoka e idea, right? Yeah. Chaotic, reckless. Who knows whether this is gonna work or not? Takes but she gets a lot an of idea. faith. <laughs> yep. And that decision is that, you know what, these, the Purgle, the space whales, the hyperspace whales, I'm sure they know where to go. And they probably know where Ezra and Thrawn and Sabine now are. So let's go talk to them. 
yeah. Well, they, they, they must know because they're what took Ezra and Thrawn to wherever they are now. Right. And so she hops up outside the ship and is standing on the ship talking to a giant space whale. And this whole time I was just waiting for us. I could just, all I could picture was Ahsoka talking like Dory does in Finding Nemo when she's <laughs> talking, speaking well. Right? Yeah. Didn't happen. A little disappointing. But, um... It is what it is. And uh, Carson is sent out to... So basically, they decide, hey, you know what? This is going to work. This is going to work. We're going to do this. And we're going to... While Carson is sent out to stall the fleet, because the worry is that if the fleet comes into land, they're going to scare off the space whales, and then we're going to miss our opportunity here. And so Carson sent out... And Carson, like... I. Carson is getting court-martialed at this point. Like, Carson's <laughs> career is over. Completely, completely his career is over. Yeah. Uh, which is good. And, because um, I don't like him. And oh, that's too bad. <laughs> the decision is made, okay, these guys are going to take us where we need to go. And I guess the only real way of doing that is to to Pinocchio ourselves and <laughs> hop yeah. inside of them. Find the biggest one. And Which again go down is something gullet. that happens in Finding Nemo, where they're like in the hitching a ride in the mouth of the whales. So this is just like a Finding Nemo <laughs> ripoff, Disney. And I'm going to ignore the nitpicky fact. I am going to choose to believe that there is some sort of space magic, whale force magic. That prevented prevented Ahsoka and Hera from blasting out the back of the whale when the whale made the jump to hyperspace. You have a problem with that? I just thought like it bold bold of them to assume that 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 they would also be transported at that speed. But um, okay, I mean that that's very nitpicky. It is, which is and why I said I'm seems, ignoring it. Be, and I'm it not seems very nitpicky it. because it seems pretty logical that that wouldn't happen to me. Okay. Because by that logic, the guts of the whale would be left behind when they jump to hyperspace. By that logic, no, anything that's the, in a ship Anything that's inside the ship when you jump to hyperspace yes, would, would rip out you, the back of the ship. I will give you the ship one. <laughs> the guts the guts are a reach because the guts are a part of the whale. But I will give you I give you I give you the ship one. I give you the ship one completely hands down. So they get in and the whales make the jump. There's this really great moment where they're just advised the the, the fleet is advised. Uh you might want to get out of the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, you give Carson a hard time, but before this point, when he's like trying to stall them, that's pretty up. That's pretty fun. Oh, he's badass like, in this moment. Like, tell me where they are. He's playing can't, stupid. I can't. Why can't you tell me? Classified. Can't. What? And he <laughs> tell and me first where you're court martialed. Sorry, can't. <laughs> Classified. Well, and he's also trying to get them to identify. He knows who they are, but he's yeah. like, sorry, could you please send me like, 
you need to yeah. make sure you are who you claim you are. <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, so that part's great. He's wishy-washy. He goes back and forth between, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> so they hop in They hop in the mouth, and um, and the fleet is advised to get the hell out of the way. <laughs> and Hu Yang asks Ahsoka, so how do you know that this is going to work? And Ahsoka says, oh, I don't. And he's like, well, where are we going then? And she's like, I don't know, but somewhere is better than nowhere. <laughs> it was like, okay. Yeah. And Hu Yang is just like, oh my God. <laughs> like he's just, he's regretting yeah. all of his decisions as well. Yeah, they're advised to get the hell out of the way and they do so because at this point they re- the fleet realizes, well, like there's nothing we can do. Like we're going to stop these whales. It's too late. And uh, they make the jump to hyperspace. And so this is where, I, this is this is the struggle that I was having. Because I felt like, prior to sitting and talking to you, I felt like the, I felt like the whole Anakin Ahsoka stuff was, it feels like a filler episode. It's the first episode that's felt like a filler episode. And and the Anakin and Ahsoka stuff felt like filler fan service. Great fan service, but filler fan service that because we haven't seen a payoff yet, like I don't really know whether or not, you know, whether or not it's actually going to make a big difference or not. It seems like maybe it will. I've I've you've given me more faith in that, although it's still a complaint of mine would still be, well, I shouldn't have had to have you tell me about this breakdown video and about Dave Filoni's interview in order for me to have found value in in those sequences. I agree. And, I and also, <clears throat> i I don't know where i I don't know where I sit on whether or not this whole hitching a ride in the mouth of a whale thing is tacky or not. If it's just kind of like, well, that's convenient. <laughs> like, you know, well, the writers were sitting there thinking, well, shit, we got to find some semi-believable way to get all of these characters in the same space together so that they can have a confrontation and and whatever. Well, what do we do? Well, we could stick them in the mouth of the whale and the whale could, right? Like, I don't know. I just like, I... I felt like this episode, like Ahsoka communicating with the whales and then sure, come on, hop in, here we go. Like, I felt like it was asking me to suspend a lot of disbelief. And so I think when this episode ended, I was sitting there kind of like, what is even happening? (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Like, it just, it became, and I know it's science fiction, fantasy, whatever, but it just, Moments of it felt too fantastical for me. Felt too like it wasn't it it had just lost all regard for remaining semi-grounded in in its plot points and in storytelling. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, and so this is a purgle issue again. And I would go back to saying if you had watched I said this before, if you had watched Rebels the purgle would probably not be an issue for you. 
I don't have an especially issue the, with the especially especially this like um light uh not light speed um <laughs> so hyperspace travel issue you're having right with with this episode because when when Ezra and Thrawn go to this other galaxy the purgle do it by like a, a big purgle just grabs Thrawn's star cruiser and drags it through hyperspace okay but that's in an animated show right I and mean, we've talked about that we've talked about the difference in believability right because then by that logic you but can't have any complaints about Ahsoka my, being on the outside okay. of a ship taking down x-wings or whatever they were <laughs> with her that, lightsaber that was more the logic of the pilots not just shooting at the ship and blowing it up instead of shooting it uh, and it didn't it didn't like i said that last episode that didn't ruin the episode for me it uh, it just seemed a little yeah. odd like and yes the the suspension of disbelief is easier with an animated show right i agree with that my point is that if you have if you've and this is kind of the issue of this show, this episode as a whole, if you had consumed that content prior to watching this show, the idea of the purgle and the idea of them being inside a purgle traveling through hyperspace would seem less fantastical and easier to spend your, suspend your disbelief well, I'm because sure. you've already, you've already done it yeah. in an no, animated show. So that, that leap is less. I don't yeah. disagree. Yep. Okay, Carl, was this episode of Ahsoka a win or a fail for you? Uh, this episode was a win. And then it only got better as I dove kind of further down the rabbit hole uh, as I usually do. It only just was yeah. like, oh, sh oh, crap. This is the, the context here is way deeper than I realized. Yeah. Um, which again, I really enjoyed that. Be, but. That all that being said, and I've said it once a bunch of times already, I don't think that made for uh, made as 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 kind of a viewing experience. I don't think it made the viewing experience um better because because for those that haven't consumed everything ahsoka related it goes just it goes over their heads so a good viewing experience it wouldn't go over those individuals heads but it would but all that juicy stuff that i'm enjoying diving into would still be there if that makes sense yeah and and maybe maybe this is kind of like uh you can't have like having your cake and eating it too kind of thing. Like you can't make a movie for everybody, right? Filoni's choosing to make a movie or, or a show for the fans of the content he created is essentially what this show is becoming. Yeah. Like if you, if you haven't enjoyed everything Filoni's created, then you're going to miss out and you're not really the audience he's making this for anyway. He's making it for all Star Which Wars fans. Shame. He's uh but he he's he really it's really like this is a love letter to everyone who's st stuck with the, the content he's created. Yeah. 
It's a shame. That's not the way to to make Star Wars content, but whatever. It is what it is. Especially when it's like the only especially when we have no movies coming out or anything right now where like this is this is Star Wars. Like this is you know it's yeah. just I don't know. It's like I've I've never been a fan. It's a, it's cool to reference things. It's cool to have connective tissue. It's cool to whatever. But the second you're the second you're a big franchise global franchise content becomes like a membership club an exclusive kind of this is more enjoyable or this is you know almost only enjoyable if you've already been subscribed for a long time like eh, yeah anyways anyways this, yeah. this, this is the part where you ask me yeah i was i was kind of you were just ranting though Sorry. So how, how did your, where do you sit now? Cause you were kind of on the fence before by the sound of it. I'm going to say it's a, sitting? I'm going to say it's a win, but I, I think it's a questionable win for me. I think mm. it's, it's a win, but it almost wasn't. Cause yeah, this is, this is the first episode that, that I've had some real issues with that I've just been like, I don't know, man. Like y- y- you had so many amazing things packed in there and moments that I was just captivated by. But something about it just didn't come together in the way that I feel like it could have with all those ingredients. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like all the right ingredients, but it was baked at for the wrong time at the wrong temperature. Right. It was so. un- undercooked or? Or something. Yeah. Or, or overcooked. The, the, or Too much mint. You deep fried it instead of baking it and you should never deep yeah. fry cookies. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know specifically <laughs> what it was, but something, something didn't land quite the way I wanted it to, but it was Somebody's going to make a comment saying that deep fried cookies are amazing. Probably the wait. best thing ever. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and X formerly known as Twitter, all listed below. We have a Patreon page as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show and get some fun uh, rewards in return. And we have merch. We got stuff you can put on your body. Yeah. Yeah. Or not. You buy like a, you buy like a old department store mannequin or something. Just put it on that. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Like once you, you know, yeah. Once you, once you buy it, I don't really care what you do with it. You know, don't really care. All right. Yeah. Well, until next time when we review episode six, Far, Far Away. Keep your hands and feet inside the purgle at all times, people. 